0: Welcome to a new conversation on the Retirement Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Casey. I strive to cover all aspects of retirement life, and maybe paradoxically, that also includes working, and it also includes unretiring. You might ask, why is that? Facts are that work is more and more a part of many retirements these days, and the facts are that many people are returning to work for a variety of reasons, some financial and some non-financial the Bureau of Labor Statistics found that nearly one in four people, 65 and over, are working, and that's projected to increase in the coming years. And the very large health and retirement study found that 26% of retirees reversed their retirement decision and returned to work within five years. And that's not a recent phenomenon. That's going back, at least I saw studies in 2016 that showed the same thing in the U.S. and U.K., 20 to 25% of retirees returning in the first five years. I recently read a transcript of an interview with Shay Baker. She runs a returnship program in, for the state of Utah. And it reminded me that I had a former client a few years back who had left the workforce because of a medical issue, a serious one, that took her out of commission for a few years and she had a very difficult time finding a way back. But she did access a returnship program and it was a great opportunity for her to move move forward. Many of these programs were created years ago to help create a pathway for working mothers, but they've since expanded and while they're not designed to focus on retirees returning, it is possible. And we'll talk to Shay Baker about her experience as a returner and her program and what it takes to return to the workforce because while these programs are growing they're not necessarily plentiful, but if you're thinking about coming back, you only need one opportunity, and this may provide a pathway for you. Jay Baker is the proud overseer of Return Utah, the first public career reentry program in the United States. Working alongside Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson, Baker is responsible for Return Utah's development, continued innovation program, and in marketing for Utah state agencies, public private partnerships, and returnees. She is a returner herself, having participated in the first cohort. She's since presented to many of the nation's lawmakers at the Council of State Governments, has been featured in numerous publications, including iRelaunch, The Wall Street Journal, NPR, and many others. Prior to her eight-year career break, she worked as a television news reporter and producer for television stations in Salt Lake City. She holds a bachelor's degree in communication from Weber State University and lives in Leighton, Utah with her husband and three daughters. Shay, thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure. So let's start with the basics. What's a returnship and how does it work? Well, a
1: returnship many people consider to be similar to an internship, and it is similar. It's sort of an opportunity to enter into a role. In our case, it's a paid job, typically a mid-level job. However, it's not an introduction like an internship would be, right? Internships are typically an introduction to a field, an industry one particular job. A returnship is not an introduction. It's a reintroduction. So typically returnship roles apply to individuals who already have relevant background, whether it be education, experience level, prior to taking a career break for any particular purpose. And it's a job that allows them to re-enter the workforce in a transitional way.
0: And what's driving the increase in these types of programs and people returning to work in general from the employer point of view
1: well i think primarily the pandemic has really caused sort of a small explosion in career reentry or return to work programs and we know that that's because so many jobs were lost at the height of the pandemic right especially among women and particularly marginalized women and so while returnships and career reentry return to work programs did exist prior to the pandemic and they were growing slowly and steadily prior to the pandemic the pandemic brought about this need for employers to basically acquire talent right and particularly diverse talent and so a lot of organizations looked to these career reentry return to work models to try to appeal to people um particularly women right we saw a lot of companies start these programs because they needed to hire and they knew they needed women and they needed a way to get women back into the workforce. We also saw growth in returnships for companies that are just growing in general. It's great if you're a large corporation and you're growing and you're consistently needing demand, right? We have a labor shortage all over the country. That it's it's beneficial to start a career reentry program because it allows you to hire people and it can allow you to hire people within a particular niche right if you're looking for people who are a little more mature or if you're looking for people who value long-term stability things of that nature returnships can be very beneficial so we saw like Amazon for example started a career reentry program during the pandemic just because they were growing and they are always growing and they needed to try another way to acquire talent. So they looked into this particular manner in hopes that it would be successful with a huge goal. I think their goal was to hire something like a thousand returners in the first year, something of that nature. So it's very beneficial also if you're just growing and looking for quality talent.
0: So following a career break, some people might feel you've got some catching up to do. Maybe it's mm-hmm. technology or some other issues, depending on what they did for a living, but things in their industry may have have changed and, and kept going. Everything doesn't stay the same. What's your advice for people who may have that type of concern about, hey, my skills maybe aren't cutting edge now, or maybe I'm a step behind the latest tech?
1: Well, I have a couple pieces of advice. The first is that YouTube is your friend. I don't know about you, Joe, but in my house, if something breaks, we're typically right on YouTube trying to figure out how to fix it. It's no different with your career, right? There are a million videos on YouTube that can teach you how to rerun a spreadsheet if you haven't done a spreadsheet in a decade or how to run calculations, whether you're using Excel or Google Sheets or whatever, right? There's all sorts of videos you can find for free that you can brush up your skills or at least do a little bit of practicing, right? There's also services that are provided through things like Pluralsight. LinkedIn Learning, where you can take some classes at home, online for limited cost that can benefit you if you think you're rusty. Or the third and last thing I would say is just apply for the Returnship because Returnship opportunities typically have these things built in, right? So with Return Utah, we don't offer extensive technology training, but we do give you a refresher course in office technologies and software programs. So that right off the bat, if if you haven't sent a calendar invitation ever, you can do that. You know how to do that right away. Or if you don't recall how to do calculations and spreadsheets, we can reteach you those things. And then we provide links to those things like YouTube videos and other such services so that someone could fill in their own gaps. Because for our returners, we're hiring for a variety of jobs. So I don't have a cookie cutter training to provide. So we kind of provide them with everything and they can pick and choose what applies to them. But I would say just even if you're having those fears or those concerns apply anyway, right? Because being technologically obsolete is a temporary condition. That is what Carol Cohen from iRelaunch often says. She calls being technologically obsolete a temporary condition. And it is that case with all of us, right? We're smart, we're savvy, we have brains in our head. It just takes a minute to relearn. And that's why I say, if that fear is holding you back, go ahead and take the time to relearn. But if you're concerned about having that time, maybe apply anyway, because most returnship programs have some of that built into their program where they're helping you regain your technological skills They're helping you with other transitional skills. You're also learning on the job, the software and the other things that that job requires. So you're returning to the workforce, but you're also learning so much more on top of on-the-job training to benefit you. And so you might as well just apply and jump in. Why not?
0: So what are some common adjustments that people returning to work might need to make?
1: That's an interesting question because it varies entirely on the returner and the reason that they've left the workforce, right? So for someone who is more advanced in age and perhaps has retired and is using a career reentry program to get back into the workforce, it might just be, you know, using their brain in a different way for a minute. Or sometimes there's an energy deficiency, to be honest. You've been able to do things kind of on your own schedule. And now all of a sudden you're on someone else's schedule. And that can be a little tricky actually for all of us. If you're a former stay-at-home parent, there are different adjustments, right? Those adjustments might relate to your family or now that you're taking fewer hours from your family or your home life to be at work, right? So maybe your house is messier. Maybe the quality of the dinners you're making is not as high. Maybe your kids miss you. Maybe you don't do the school pickup as often as you did. If you're older and your kids are back at school, those are different. We have individuals who've returned to the workforce after taking breaks to enhance their education, to start businesses, to volunteer, to run for political office. So reentry for them is going to look different, right? Like maybe you're not running your own company but you're doing something that someone else is asking you to do, which comes with some adjustments. And we also have illness-related career breaks, either caring for an elderly loved one or a child who may have been sick battling your own illness. And those come with an extensive amount of adjustments. Regardless of your reason, returning to the workforce is a challenge. It really is. It comes with a few different sort of hurdles. The first is that it's scary to reenter the workforce for most people. It really does cause a little bit of anxiety and the longer the career break, the higher level of anxiety. And second to that, the other hurdle is just those adjustments once you're in, figuring out how to do the job and how to make everything else function with it when you've been out for a while. But those come and they come with not very much time at all, which is the benefit.
0: And you can always consult YouTube to improve and enhance the qualities of your dinners as well. That's true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or Food Network or blogs or Instagram, whatever you want. There's so many things out there for us, right?
0: (laughs) Very true. So, Shay, tell us a little bit about the people in your program, Return Utah.
1: We have a myriad of people. So, frankly, the majority of our participants are female. 70% 70% of them are female, and the majority of them are former stay-at-home parents. That is the demographic that we have reached. So the state of Utah is unique in the sense that we have the youngest state in the country. We have more children here than any other state. Men and women tend to marry a little bit younger here. They tend to have children a little bit younger here. So in our program, we our op- program is open to all, men and women, career break reasoning is not important to us we don't care about why you took a career break we just want to know that you're ready to come back to work and then we're there for you to meet you halfway right but we do find that that's the demographic we appeal to the most former stay-at-home mothers which is fantastic because we have a lot of them here in the state of Utah and we have a lot of women in particular who need flexibility because even if they're returning to the workforce they might need some additional flexibility still having children at home. So we have returners that primarily fit that mold, but we do have retirees. We have several people who've left the workforce due to fighting their own battle, whether it be with autoimmune or cancer diagnosis. Enhancing education is another big one for us. Travel. And let's see, I mentioned retirees and caring for loved ones. Those are probably the main groups of people that we have. Men and women of all ages, one of the great things about returnship programs that I think is exciting is career reentry programs not only benefit a returner by, by sort of flipping traditional HR norms on their head, right? It used to be if you had a chronological gap in your experience or a gap at all on your resume, you were kind of red flagged. When I was in college and started my first HR job, that was what we were trained to do. They told us that. So, I mean, if they've got a gap, skip them, right? So this flips that and really makes you look more at the individual and their skills and experience and what they bring to the table, regardless of their life experience or career experience, which I love. But it also allows you to break traditional bias, right? So for example, when I returned to the workforce, I returned at age... Let's see, 38, I guess it would have been. And another gentleman in my cohort that was returning to the workforce was 62. So he left the career, hit the workforce because he was laid off after 30 years working in public utilities. Then he got sick and had a very significant autoimmune disease that was life-threatening, actually. And then once he was better and ready to go, he couldn't find a job because he was 62. Right. And he wasn't ready to retire because he had just utilized a big chunk of his life savings to get through that period of time. Well, career reentry and return to work mitigated that bias. Right. We don't care about your age. We don't care about the reasoning behind your career break. We just want you. And he came back to work in our office of energy development, and his decades of experience benefited our office substantially. He's now been promoted. He manages a team. He was hired in a temporary part-time role, was immediately brought up to full-time, long-term, promoted to a manager, and he's won the state of Utah $11 million in grant money so far for clean energy across the Wasatch Front, which benefits our communities. So that's just one such example of how breaking this bias has been beneficial for us on the state level.
0: Great points and a great story. So as a returner yourself, could you share with us what your experience has been like?
1: I tell it this way almost every time. It's been completely transformative for me. i um, completely transformative. In fact, my husband told someone in conversation in passing about a year after I returned to the workforce, we were at a restaurant with some friends. I was talking to someone else and I heard him say to someone, a friend of ours, Shay has seen the light. And when Shay sees the light, I just get out of her way. (laughs) Because frankly, I was a stay-at-home mom. I loved my gig as a stay-at-home mom. It was great. It changed my life. It made me a better person, to be honest. Because I, I came from a busy newsroom. I was part of the daily grind to meet deadlines and working hard and sharing people's stories. And I loved that job too, loved that job. That was like my dream job, right? And I was working hard at it, loving it. I actually feel like I didn't even get to really finish what I started. I didn't get to the heights I had wanted to because I was just getting started. But I knew I needed to step away. My husband traveled for work often. We had children, our first baby, and it's really hard to work in news when another parent is traveling or in another city 50% of the time, right? I can't drop off my child at 8am and pick her up at midnight if I get called the breaking news. And that was the reality sometimes. So I knew I needed to step away. It was wonderful. I'm grateful that we had the financial means to allow me to do so. And it changed me. It really did make me a better person. Um, It allowed me to to focus my efforts on my child and kind of not the rat race and to slow down and focus more on my community and people around me and, and my faith and all of those things. But I definitely had a hole. I had a hole. And after doing that for eight years and three children later, I just felt like I, I needed to develop myself. You know, I'd given my all to my children. I had done all of these projects and learned all these new things and Helped in the community, but it just wasn't the same. And I was given the opportunity to utilize the program to get back to work. And I was so terrified by that. I really was. I wanted to get back to work, but the idea of interviewing for a job, the idea of working again and leaving my children, I still have young children, to someone else, my baby at the time, I have a a daughter that's about to turn three, was so scary for me. But a friend of mine just said, you know, it's a temporary gig. It's temporary. Just go try it. And if you hate it, don't worry about it. And my neighbor said, if you don't like it, quit. And that was kind of like, oh, light bulb, duh, I could quit. Okay, if it's terrible. And I loved it. I loved it. It was so nice to learn again. It was so nice to show my skill set. It was so nice to utilize my talents in a different way. It was wonderful to gain relationships. It was wonderful to find support. And it completely transformed me. My confidence, which I didn't feel like I was not confident, but honestly, once I returned to the workforce, my confidence shot through the roof. It's come with a myriad of opportunities. And I returned as a communication specialist for the state of Utah. And after completing my four-month returnship, I was offered a job to run the Return Utah program, which I now do. And it's just been so wonderful for me. I've loved the experience. I've loved every part about it. I'm grateful for it every day. And I'm grateful for now the opportunity I get to see people return to the workforce and find their confidence and learn new things. And then maybe a year later say, you know what? I'm 45 and this isn't what I want to do. I want to go out and live my dream. And the career reentry program they've participated in, Return Utah, has helped them to find clarity in that and help give them the confidence to go live their dream at 45 or 50 or whatever, which I think is phenomenal to just be a part of that process. And that's something that it's done for all of us returners, myself included. It's just been a tremendous experience that I'm so grateful for.
0: Well, thank you for sharing your story. And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you on behalf of people listening. Mm -hmm. If someone listening is thinking about reentering work, workforce, what advice would you offer them?
1: First and foremost, just do it. Don't think too much. Just do it. If you think too much, you're going to back out. You're going to find a reason to feel anxious about it. You're going to find a reason to feel less than, like you're not prepared enough, or you don't know that software well enough, or you haven't rebuilt your network enough. Who cares? Just do it. Honestly, one of the best things I did was just take the leap. And I remember I had agreed to an interview before even realizing kind of that I had agreed to an interview. And the night before my first interview, I realized, oh crap, I probably need a resume. That didn't even enter my mind. I didn't even think about it. So the night before, I'm stressed. I am like freaking out. I'm trying to write this resume. And then I'm thinking, how do I write a resume with an eight-year career gap in there? What do I do? And so I literally started calling everybody I knew, like at 9:30, 10 o'clock. And I'm like, how do I do this? I'm on Google. I'm I'm looking up everything. And I finally reached a very dear friend of mine, used to be a career counselor at a university before getting her PhD. And she just said, like, listen, don't stress that. What you need to do is just come in, be transparent, be yourself, and then just enjoy the conversation. You'll do fine. And I found that it was my career break. It was the things I learned in my returnship that really gave me an edge. Things that I thought would actually hurt me, mentioning. They actually gave me an edge. Now, I had a, a woman interviewing me, by the way, is a Harvard Business School graduate. She is the director of the Department of um, Commerce here in the state of Utah. Her name's Margaret Bussey. But she was a returner. She took a career break to care for her kids. So she knew exactly what I was feeling, said to me immediately, are you nervous? I said, extremely. <laughs> And she said, I just want to get to know who you are. And that put me at ease. But I think something, if you don't have the same hiring manager, you just need to know they're looking for who you are and your skills and your ability to communicate those skills really is what makes you shine. And your life experience is nothing you should apologize for ever. It's what gives you an edge. It's what gives you unique perspective, unique ability to solve problems. It's what gives you energy and hunger to come into the workplace and to succeed. And organizations are looking for that hunger. They're looking for the B12, the shot of B12 that you provide with that innovative perspective that you have from your career break. So go for it. Don't apologize for it. Accept it and move forward. And I think anyone who takes that leap will really find that it benefits them so much just to trust in themselves and move forward. And then the second piece of advice I would say if they are struggling for some reason to find a job, find resources. On the returnUtah.org, we link to several resources that are local here in Utah and that are not. There are companies like iRelaunch and Path Forward that help people return to the workforce. I mentioned courses, you can always take resume classes that are free, usually offered by your state, their workforce services department. There are so many things you can do, but definitely don't have a checklist of I need to do A, B, C, D, and E first. I would say dive in first and everything else will come.
0: Makes a lot of sense. And thank you, Shay, for sharing your story with us and this great advice. And we're excited to learn more about what you're doing with Return Utah.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: Time for our takeaway segment. An idea or two to help you take action following today's conversation with Shea Baker. Number one, if you're retired, are you ready to take the leap and go back to work? You may have had an allergic reaction to that question, and that's okay. But if it intrigues you, it might be time to step back and do an assessment. What are you missing in your retirement that you got from work? Are there different ways to find those things to replace those benefits in different ways? Or actually, are you ready to go back? And I think her advice is spot on in terms of don't overthink it. Do an assessment. Where can your strengths be utilized? Where are some things you may need to catch up on, brush up on, or learn that are brand new? And then consider what your options are. If you are considering on retiring, there are a lot of things you could do. You could look at part-time opportunities. You could start an entrepreneurial venture. You could talk to your former employer about coming back in some type of consulting capacity or part-time or back to your old role. Role, all of those things are possible. But don't neglect possibilities like returnship programs. I had a former colleague who, in his 70s, had an internship. And that was actually not too long after the movie The Intern. got a lot of publicity because of that. So take a look at what might be available. Look at your options. But take a look at what are you trying to replace that you missed from work. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Wisdom Podcast. My mission is to help you retire smarter by looking at the non-financial aspects of retirement life. You can take a look at our website, retirementwisdom.com. And just note, we have two programs that are starting in January. Number one, a tiny habits program. And number two, our group program, which is designing your new life in retirement. We just finished our fourth one of 2023 last Thursday with a great group of 10 people and looking forward to starting a new group in January. And that helps you plan for what might be your next phase and how to make it your best phase. Thanks for listening.